0: Thank mm-hmm. you. for your work, and it's easy to see that this DJ will love can I get in with one-
1: Wake up, wake up, wake up, 502! What's going down? It's your boy Rashawn Myers. Big X Sports Radio, you're listening to Wake Up 502 with your boy Rashawn Myers. And joined in studio, as always, by the esteemed architect himself, Mr. Haven Harrington. Haven, how you doing this morning, brother?
2: Man, doing real good, doing real good. I'm excited about this weekend coming up about we want to talk about today
1: absolutely you know you know that
2: that was a little Warren G this
1: DJ for our esteemed guest in the city today DJ Wagner is in town Nike EYBL is going on down out at the uh the uh, fairgrounds uh today so you know I figured that it'd be apropos to at least come in with a little little, little shout out and a head nod to to DJ Wagner the Focus of the bluegrass universe right now. Uh, I'm sure that there are already uh, fans uh, pouring into the fairgrounds, getting ready for DJ Wagner's first game, uh, which will be today at 11 a.m. out there at the fairgrounds. Um, if you do not know, uh, you are able to purchase tickets for this event. Uh, a whole day pass would be uh, would be sixty dollars. If you just want the pass for today, it would be twenty five per day. Um, so you can save a little scratch if you if you get it for the whole weekend, but if you've never been out uh, to an AAU event, of course, everybody knows that's kind of where I got my start was doing recruiting uh, and going to AAU events. Um, there's going to be a lot of very, very good basketball players um, playing uh, out there. So if you love basketball and you want to watch a whole lot of it, um, definitely get out there to the Nike EYBL. Um, so I'm very, very excited about that, man. Uh, you know, not only DJ Wagner um, here in town, but uh, his team. Teammate uh, Aaron Bradshaw, uh, one of the best big men uh, in the class of 2023. He is here as well, big seven footer, seven foot, 210 pounder, uh, five star. Player as well, Um, uh, Louisville's own uh, Caleb Glenn uh, playing with the uh, Indy Heat. Uh, He is here as well playing. Uh, Believe it or not, he's actually just to let you know how high level the basketball is going to be out there uh, today. Haven um, Caleb Glenn's first game will actually be facing off against Bronny James uh, and his uh, AAU team from California. Um, So, but Bronny is in the building as well. So you know we don't know, but you know there's a very good chance that LeBron James actually might be in town as well watching this play um so yeah this is going to be high level high level basketball that's going to be going down uh, out at uh the the at the kentucky fairgrounds uh, state fairgrounds so uh you know get out there why not i mean 25 dollars, and you can watch um the best of the young ones multiple future nba players i i would be uh i would say that very easily that there's going to be um uh, out there today you, there's there's a chance that you may probably see a good 10 to 15 to 20 future NBA players oh easily, easily. and you're
2: going to easily see several first round draft picks
1: yeah yeah i mean uh, Nike EYBL is the top of the uh, you know, AAU universe. So when you talk about all, most of the best players, I mean, you still have the Adidas Three Stripes um, uh, Tour and you have uh, Under Armour. They have a, a high school circuit as well. And there's some good players there, but EYBL is by far um, the la best. De la yes, yes. Uh, they're they're by far at the top. So, you know, definitely get out there if you get an opportunity to check it out. Um, You know, I I will be taking a look. I know there's going to be a lot of red and a lot of blue out there. Um on display let's just say that there's going to be a lot going on out there so i'm very very excited about that um you know we're the only not only uh, getting ready for that we have a ton of things to get into today of course if you want to get involved uh the Thornton's text line is probably the best way to get involved with us 414-1450 would love to hear from you on that Thornton's text line uh if you have any questions about dj wagner thoughts on that recruitment um there's been a lot of developments uh, going on with that. Of course, Milt Wagner uh, was officially named as part of the uh, University of Louisville um, staff, uh, even though uh, from the way that they um, have worded it, he's actually working for the university in a very similar role to what Reese Gaines filled last year um, as kind of a uh, president of operations uh, slash development guy. Um, Is the way they are they are naming it, um, which I think was very specific in the way it was named, because there are certain rules against recruiting players, um, you know, because you hire someone with an association. But uh, the the belief is, Haven, is that um, the way Milt was hired to the University of Louisville, there should not be any cost for concern, uh, which was one of the reasons that we've been expecting this hire for a long time. Um, I was very outspoken with the fact that I did not want to see Milt Wagner as an assistant coach um, because Uh, Milt had been out of the game and it's actually interesting that uh, during his introductory press conference um, Kenny Payne himself even mentioned the fact that Milt had been out of the game and had been away for several years so he didn't really want uh, to have him in that role and that kind of just tells me uh, that there was a lot of misinformation going on about what exactly Milt's role was going to be. We knew he was going to have a role but what role he was going to have I think was kind of up in the air.
2: Well you know what this shows is it's Payne's playing is smart. And and to me that, you know, that's what this whole thing shows. That he, that he he sees Payne is smart. Like he knows like where he wants guys, how he wants guys, how he wants the program to run, where he wants guys to fit in, and how best to fit the pieces of the puzzle together. I mean, I've just been so impressed with the way Kenny Payne has kind of operated here. You know, first of all, the man's operated in silence. Which, you know, for University of Louisville it has been almost impossible to do, but he's done it. He's done it. He's done it. The man is operating in silence. He's kind of put together a very, very nice staff and has gotten you know, some surprise guys on the staff that nobody ever thought that he would get, like Danny Manning.
1: Definitely and, a shot.
2: And, and, he's, and he's put together, you know, a very nice staff. He's got momentum going. And he's he's doing it the right way and and getting – I know a lot of UK fans are mad because they're saying, we just got Mill Wagner just so he can get his son. Well, that's the same thing with uh, Calipari hiring uh, – Mill. (laughs) Mill. Memphis. (laughs) Yeah. To get DeJuan. Ten years ago. So, yeah, you know, it it comes around, goes around. So it it is what it is. I mean, this is what you do in college basketball. You hire the uncles. You hire the AAU coaches and give them a job someplace and get the top athlete. Like, this is what – Happens everywhere, so
1: yeah. I mean, it it, it is what it is. So you know, any any UK people like mad about that. You know, you gotta that everybody knows the way the game is played, and and like they say, you know, I mean, it's one of those things where Milt not only can he do that. You know, being able to have somebody with his experience and his knowledge around that, and just his association with the University of Louisville and his association with Kenny Payne. I mean, both those guys were part of that '86 national championship. It's not like you brought some dude, uh, you know, here who had no link, no association. And that was one of the reasons that I've heard that, you know, the University of is not really worried about the NCAA saying that this was a fraudulent hire um, because of the previous relationship that uh, Milt has with Kenny um, as well as his association with the University of Louisville. It's not like you just are hiring yeah, some dude with, that's completely unqualified.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's not like you literally hire somebody AU coach.
1: Right. Right. No, that, that that's not what happened here. Um, so, you know, you can get mad if you want to, uh, but we've kind of started to see the waters changing. Uh, but speaking of the waters changing, uh, we also have now been joined by our man, uh, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Joe Kelly at That Boys. Good, Joe. How you doing this morning, brother?
3: Well, you know, I just woke up and decided to watch uh, some some Dusty Roads videos on YouTube on <laughs> Saturday going.
1: American dream. <laughs> hey, man, love Dusty Rhodes, man. That's my dude. <laughs> hey,
3: it's all fun and games, too. So you're sitting at a red light and you just hear Dusty Rhodes screaming at you from another car about hard times.
1: <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? Every time I think about Dusty Rhodes, I always think about that scene where he got uh handcuffed to the to the truck. His
3: arm broken. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say that. I was about to mention that when he says sell a good boss. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh man. That was so that that is one of the classic, most iconic wrestling uh, kind of promo scenes ever is is Dusty Rhodes getting beat up because he was getting beat up by the Horseman, right? He was that, that was yeah, during, the, d- during his feud with the Horsemen. So was like the only person he feuded with was like the Horseman and Ric Flair, yeah, <laughs> or, or, or uh, uh, was Magnum T A. <laughs> there's a
3: there's a comedian who for the longest time called uh, horse stables, pranking them as uh as Dusty Rhodes, and he would call up there, you know, somebody answering the phone, can I help you? Yes, I'm looking for four horsemen. You got four horsemen: Arn Anderson, Rick Flair. Where are they hiding? <laughs> the poor people on the other line are like, who? You tell them Dusty Rhodes is coming.
1: Oh wow, that's I love it. That that, that I mean, just the Dusty is definitely one of the iconic. If you're a wrestling guy, then you yeah, and you're over a certain age. I won't I won't date us. Too badly. <laughs> but if you're over a certain age and you love wrestling, then Dusty Rhodes has to be one of your I mean, favorites. You
2: know, because like, that was back in the day when like your wrestlers didn't have to be in shape. <laughs> yes. Right? <laughs> like, like Dusty back Rhodes had the ultimate dad bod, and that was it. He had just a dad bod. Back in the day when, when you look at the
3: guys and, and can play the fun game, heavyweight champion of Tennessee or plumber. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh gosh, the American Dream, man! And what was the lady? Do you remember the lady that that was uh the, the, that used to come out to the ring with him? Miss, I can't. Uh, oh man, what was oh. her name? Oh, it's like Charlene or something. I, I can't remember that lady's name. Used to always come out with her wearing the polka
2: dots. His attaché. Yeah. <laughs> oh I'm man. looking it up right now. Dusty Rose. Yes.
1: I manager. Uh, I can't. I, I, uh. Sapphire, Sapphire, Miss Sapphire, yes, absolutely. She's like the, that, Jerry girl. The, <laughs> that jerk the girl.
2: Sweet Sapphire,
1: <laughs> yes, yes. He loved him some Sapphire. I tell you what. <laughs> oh, you're bringing back memories this morning, Joe. You're bringing back memories. <laughs> That's what hilarious. I do, man. Hey, so let Joe. Let me ask you. Like we, we were just chatting, chatting about you know the news that came out this week. Of course, we're celebrating. Uh, the, I started out the show. I don't know if you heard the. In- Did you hear the intro of the show this morning? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so, so you know, I did, did a little of this DJ. So, you know, was a celebrating right. DJ, with DJ Wagner being in town, a little Warren G, G Funk era. Um, but, uh, there you, go. you know, so celebrating DJ being here in town. Uh, and we were discussing the fact that, you know, Milk finally got announced as a part of um, the university uh, in his role as uh, player development and uh, operations, uh, basketball operations guy. Um, what did you think about the hire? Um, and what do you think about the U.K. fans whining and complaining about uh, Milk getting hired for the spot?
3: <laughs> uh, well, I'll start off with U.K. fans because why not? <laughs> you know, guys, I'm old enough to remember when Harrodsburg, Kentucky, had pre-internet days, the Athlon Player of the Year, Dennis Johnson. Oh, and yeah. Kentucky was so desperate to get him and rightfully so. Okay, that's not a knock on them. They wanted to keep – when. When the best player in the country comes out of the Bluegrass State, you got to you got to hell and high water to keep them, you know, keep him home. They were so desperate they hired his dad, Alvis, from Harrodsburg High School. He had only coached high school his whole life. He then became the O line coach at UK, I believe. And then they gave his older brother Derek, who was not nearly as good as Dennis, a full ride scholarship. So this isn't anything new. At least our coach, our new coach, you know, won a sh- uh, chip here. So as you all said, there's there there is reason and there there's a there's a justification for it. But there doesn't have to be any justification. We hired Milt Wagner, period. Right. right. I mean, and he's a he's a son members. of the son of Louisville, and there was an know? opening. Absolutely, there there was an opening. Well, what makes him qualified to coach? I don't know the fact that he won a championship in college and he raised. He, 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 you know what I mean? Like, look at his lineage, apparently. He's oh, he, he's got
1: rings at both levels, just like uh, two of our other staff members yeah. currently. You know, he's, he, he yeah, won a good, ring with the Lakers. <laughs> so, hey, he was on that 87 championship team with Billy Thompson. So, you know, there you go. he's got a couple rings, he he got, you know, got a, got an NCAA ring. He's got a, a NBA ring. So, you know, it's a lot of rings collected over there. I don't know, you know, the, I don't know if there's a staff in the country that has more rings on the sideline than what Louisville has right now. Uh, you know, in terms of com- combined uh, NCAA and NBA championship rings, it's, it's an impressive set. So, you know, it looks like, fellas, at this point, um, Coach Payne's staff is together. Um, of course, we know that he brought in Nolan. And he has uh, uh, Danny Manning, and he hired Josh uh, Jamison uh, from Oregon uh, to be kind of his um, uh, organizer, um, a guy who was in that the director of operations role at Oregon for years. Um, so he he's going to kind of be the backbone of making sure that everybody is where they need to be, and uh, you know is able to move properly and correctly. Um, now that you have added Milt. Uh, on there as well. We've heard that Reese Gaines will continue to be a part of the university um, in, in a capacity uh, as an assistant with the basketball team. And I think they said Christian Cunningham is going to also be a part of the university as well. So now that uh, all of the pieces are in place, now it's about putting uh, the the team together, uh, putting its best foot forward uh, and getting ready uh, for the next, uh, you know, get, getting ready for, for the next uh, I, I'd say Recruiting cycle. I, I think that there's still uh, some spots that need to be filled. Of course, we are still awaiting um, Amani Bates and his, uh, you know, whatever he's going to do. I don't. I don't really know what uh, the deal is with Amani and why he's dragging the feet. Um, but you know, we're, we're going to get into that. Uh, we also gonna, are also going to are going to get once we get back on from the other side of the break. Uh, talk about a guy that Louisville lost. Um, made his decision to go elsewhere. Heard the bag might have been been in place, fellas, so I, I want to get your thoughts on that and what's next for the University of Louisville, and uh, is Louisville good enough? Uh, we also got some scheduling news and some updates on uh, the Dream Game, uh, so we're going to get in that much more. You're listening to Wake Up 502. Your boy, Rashawn Myers-Haven here, and Joe Kelly, and we'll be back on Big X Sports Radio.
0: make those ends you don't believe me go wax the twins now. it's kind of easy when you listen to the g-dub sound pioneer speakers bumping as i smoke on a pound i got the sound for your then it's easy to see that this dj G. it's kind of easy when you listen to the g-dub sound pioneer speakers bumping as i smoke on a pound i got the sound for your whip, and it's easy to see that this dj What we gonna do now is go back.
1: Welcome back to Wake Up 502, Rashawn Myers hanging out with Haven Harrington, Joe Kelly, a little hey Mr. DJ, John A, coming back with the grooves, I know you all can see a theme this morning, y'all y'all are pretty bright folks, so you know, gotta pay homage to, to the uh, the esteemed guests of the hour, so uh, Derby City, I hope you are showing uh, that young man uh, a excellent time on his first visit to the ville. Um, unfortunately, you know the fellas that there was supposed to be a big game uh, last night a, a invitational, if you will. Uh, DJ's um, uh, team, the New Jersey Scholars, was actually supposed to be taking on Reed Shepherd's AAU team in a uh, made for I almost say made for TV event, but just a an invitational made for the fans event uh, out at Valley High School, um, but uh, then, at once everything was signed, uh, they decided to say that there was a scheduling conflict. So, I, th- I kind of thought that was interesting <laughs> that they decided to cut that. Some people, if you listen to uh the Mike Rutherford show uh, that comes to you every weekday uh, from 3 to 6 p.m. here on Big Exports Radio, uh, Trevor Kelsey, who is the esteemed. Uh, producer uh, of the Mike Rutherford Show, he said he thinks that they are scared. He, he said he feels like uh, the uh, the Reed Shepherd people didn't want to see DJ embarrass Reed Shepard uh, in, in his home state, <laughs> so they they ran away from the game. You uh, know, I, I don't know if that is the case, but I, I I do know that um the New Jersey Scholars are really good, and I know DJ Wagner is really 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 good at basketball, so. There was definitely or a, some maybe some potential. They
2: just wanted to see Jack Harlow last night.
1: I mean, that's uh, hey, that's fair. You know that that could be the scheduling conflict. Who did
2: his part? But when is his a Louisville jersey? Absolutely. He was
1: he was he was rocking the Haley Van Lith jersey. That's very strong. Very nice. Shooter, shoot or you shoot. Know I'm saying, hey, you
3: know what, Harlow. I, I, I was a young man. Hey, good for him. Good for him because because we need the boy to t- get a W. Cause I don't know if y'all have kept up with him. That poor kid. You know, I mean, I guess some girls think it's lovable when you're goofy. Not the ones on red carpets and and the highlight reels of Jack getting shot down trying to be smooth. Mm. <laughs> maybe, 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 rack a little hometown love in a jersey. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe home court advantage can will serve him well.
1: <laughs> hey, you know, plus you know he's about to be a movie star. He's going to be in this this reboot. Uh, White man hey, can't hey, jump.
3: You this how do. You, how do y'all feel about that? Because if it's not obvious, that movie played a huge impact, I think, on my sense of humor and, and general demeanor in life. Uh, shout out to my dad, a great person, probably not the best parent. He took me to go see that movie in theaters, y'all. I was nine.
1: Oh wow! <laughs> how do,
3: so how do y'all feel about how do y'all feel about the, the reboot? Is that a movie that should not be touched? Blasphemy, or are you like? Ah, you know what? It's a fun story. It's kind of a timeless story. It could be adapted, even if it sucks. We've always got the original.
1: I'll say this, uh, and Haven, uh, yeah, you can uh, yeah, give you. I, I can say you have some some thoughts on that. <laughs> you were ready to jump on it. I'll say this. It's it's one of those um, culture movies. It's kind of one of those those niche movies. Like I I feel like there's people that there's some people that have never seen white man can't jump but everybody who's seen it for the most part they have a kinship to it but i don't think it's one of those it's not like trying to remake just a great movie. It's not like trying to, I don't know, remake Godfather. Yeah, exactly. It's not like that because it's kind of a niche movie. So I'm like, okay, let's just see what they can do with it because you do have the original um, and it's just a a certain, you know, it's kind of that late 80s, early 90s kind of niche feel to it. So it'll be interesting to see how they do with an updated version of it. But no, I'm perfectly fine with it because I don't think I hold it in such high esteem to say that no one can ever play, you know, Woody Harrelson Nobody but Woody Harrelson could ever be, you know, the lead in that role. It's Wesley Snipes and Woody forever. You know, I don't, I don't really feel that. Hey, what do you, what do you think about that?
2: And you know what, I would have to agree with you. I mean, like White Men Can't Jump wasn't like a cinematic masterpiece <laughs> of '90s cinema. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, you know, it's <laughs> it's not like you're trying to redo school days or right. You know, or or one of those early like '90s <laughs> Spike Lee joints. So, I mean, you're doing you're like doing the right thing. You know, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah I mean, yeah, you know, this is almost like trying to like trying you know, to, you know, what let's remake breaking, right? You know, <laughs> on that level. So, you know, for that I'm fine, and actually, I like I would like to see like how that you would like remake breaking. I would love to see a remake of and like in twenty twenty two. Like like what does that look like? So I, I know they they, they kind of did it with like that you got served was kind of right. like a late nineties early two thousand version of like breaking was like the all, all you got served movies. Yes. you know, same thing. So I'm kind of yeah. curious to see, like, to see, like, what the 2022 version of dance off movies like will look hey,
1: like. So, so check us out 414-1450. Text in what movie you would love to see remade? What classic cinema would you like to see? Uh, th- oh, that, that can be our conversation oh, I, that's, that's, for the day. All oh, right. So, hey, what you what? What would you like to see remade?
2: One of my favorite movies of all time. Yes, like. My daughter gets mad at me because when this movie comes on, I, I watch it like religiously, and I've seen like a bazillion times. And I'm kind of curious how you can remake this movie because the the, the the situations have reversed so much since the movie was made. Revenge of the Nerds,
1: really? Because mm. like nerds
2: are no longer outcasts. So like like how do you make a movie now when you're like whole when, like you have whole high schools dedicated to nerdum? To to like, like yeah, you like like so like how do we make that now? Because like, they're no longer like the underdogs or like the outcasts. So, like they're not quite the cool kids, but you got like whole schools dedicated to nerd them. So like, how would you, make, like, how could you remake Revenge of Nerds?
1: They probably get upset and have to change the name because they'd say that that was like, I don't know, like bullying
2: or something. It will be. It will be like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. too. Is, like, could you remake Porkies in this day oh, and age? Oh God, no. <laughs> Man,
3: you don't even have to go that far back guys. Like, I'll tell you who was dead up when when Steve Carell said, "I'm so proud of the office and I love the office it wasn't a, it wasn't there was nothing wrong with it at the time, but even in the last ten years, you can't remake that show. You can't remake yeah. that show from a decade ago because if you think about some of the things Michael said to Oscar and Stanley <laughs> no, no, and that's that you know i mean that's shows you how how much certain groups have have gotten their point across of hey man. Not cool. I'll tell you. The, I'll tell you the movie that that I want to see. Yes. I'm. I'm. I just. I, they've rebooted this franchise forty-seven times. They still can't make a good one. Hollywood, give give, wake up five oh two a blank check. Yes. And we will write the dopest Predator movie ever.
2: Ooh. Ooh. There we go. I like
3: Cause it. Have Have you heard about the new one? The, the, this one's got me. Got me. I'm 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 hyped again, y'all, and and I feel like Charlie Brown trying to kick the damn football. They're not gonna, it's gonna disappoint me.
1: Oh, are they doing another uh, one?
3: Yeah, and this one takes place in the past. Uh, the predator lands in like late 1700s, and he's hunting Native American Navajo. Really? And they and yeah, and they were like, man, predator ain't got a chance. Like the, the writers of the movie were just like, this is gonna be the one where you're like. Yeah, you don't want these problems. And they've talked about if you look in the comic book series, they've got they've got a whole side series of predators throughout history, like when they came and tried to get rowdy with the Vikings. Did not really? go well for the predators. So that's a whole avenue that they could they could explore. Stop doing stuff in the future. Stop doing stuff on the Predator planet. Damn sure don't go back to L. A. with with Danny Glover and, and no. Nope. I just want
1: to know why Danny Glover had a rifle scope on a handgun. Because <laughs> <That,
3: laughs> it was
2: 1992,
0: like,
2: Everybody had a rifle scope on a handgun like, and a gun. that I'm was, was rifle. You were coming off,
3: coming off the heels of uh, of Sly Stallone being Cobra, <laughs> like a sniper scope
1: on a hand. That has got to be that. That was that's probably the funny just to watch. Predator 2 and see that, see that rifle scope on the handgun. I'm like, did, I, I know
2: that at the time they had to realize how ridiculous that was. No, they didn't. <coughs> <Nope. laughs> I'm I, telling you, it was the 80s. It's like coming off the 80s, <laughs> or like 80s, like the action movie era. <laughs> and you come off the Schwarzenegger, Sly Stallone era of action movies, where literally every two months, Somebody had an action movie come out. It was a commando. <laughs> yes. And then all this, you know, it, it was just, it was awesome, really. It was just really awesome. And, you know, right as you come up to the end of that, everybody had the big gun or a catchphrase. So.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, Cobra. Yeah, yeah. Co- co- everybody had the big gun or the big scary knife or, you know. Or a good catchphrase. Yes. Every superhero has to have his
2: theme music. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Oh, and speaking of Porky's. Yes. Uh, true fact. <laughs> Actually, sorry, man. That's just such, like I've right? even been waiting to talk about oh, yeah. the talk
3: about the the, the Skin and Max movie of the
2: week. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, two true facts about Porky's. Number one, Porky's was like Canada's like highest rated film for like thirty years almost. Oh wow! Like high grossing film It's also considered a Canadian movie, not an American movie. By the way. Oh, interesting. And also interesting I because they that. made Porky's is the only way we got a Christmas story. Really. Yes, because Porky's was such a runaway hit, they let the director direct the movie he he really wanted to direct, because he also wrote a Christmas story as well. I didn't know that. Hey, that
3: is range. (laughs) <laughs> right
1: <laughs> and we're actually already getting some suggestions into uh the the thorns text line 414-1450 if you want to uh we want to hear your thoughts on what you want to see remade uh as well uh we have a couple speaking on on the Porky's line uh he said remake debbie does dallas <laughs> 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 uh, he said uh he'd like to see a remake to minister to society um I, I, that, that's an interesting one. Um, would, would you want to see a remake to, to Menace?
2: You know, I like that's something like like I, I think like you could do, and you could probably do it pretty well. Yeah, because like that, that topic and that genre and that not, L.A.'s gangsterism pretty hasn't changed pretty much.
1: Yeah, that that that's something that carries. I, I could yeah. see that. He said also remake Flash Gordon. That, that 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 whatever remake of Flash Gordon you make will definitely be, be better oh. than the original. Oh, hold, 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 oh, oh, how dare oh, you! Oh, uh, I, how I, dare I, you I, say that? I that was, Queen
2: soundtrack <laughs> is right <Dang>. there. <laughs>
1: <That>. <laughs> I don't, I don't
2: Flash know. Gordon, man, like I don't know. Flash, Flash Gordon is just pretty. It dope. was so cheesy, man. I, I remember going to movie theater watching that and yes. was just enthralled with that. Oh,
1: it was awesome at the time, <laughs> but <laughs> to go back <laughs> and <laughs> look <laughs> at it now, <laughs> everything is like slow. It's supposed to be fast. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, that—that—that's in the era when they, you know, everything to simulate going fast was slower. You know what I mean? Like, oh, <laughs> it, I mean, it's a classic. That go, Don't get me wrong. I'm not besmirching the movie at all, but. To go back and watch Flash Gordon,
2: man. Uh, but to see my man come back in Ted and, and relive like the same role <laughs> was iconically awesome. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I, I, I'm
1: down. I like all three of those suggestions on there. Yeah, he also has some regular text in the text, but we'll we'll get back to those. I, I, I'm liking my my throwback conversation. I, I, I will say this: my submission to what I would like to see thrown back. Uh, uh you know, remade um would be uh The Last Dragon. I would love to see what they would do with Bruce Leroy
2: in twenty twenty
1: two and show enough. Like that that to me would be awesome. Like the the I love the soundtrack. Barry Gordy uh, killed the soundtrack with with uh with that. So you have an opportunity to have an excellent soundtrack. Um, you know, you have an opportunity you know it's a, it was a fun movie and it was just, you know, your classic uh, awkward hero karate guy i mean it, it, joe it, tell like that's perfect
3: it's perfect man it's it is it is truly one of the best best flicks of that era i mean like legit it is such a good movie i'd be scared to remake that really if they do if they do though you got to get as many of the original cast for cameos that's my big thing about cult movies that blew up and became bigger than, than what they ever were intended to be. If you're going to remake them, man, there's a fine line between imitation and paying tribute. You know? Very, very fine line. Get as many of the original characters from it. I'll tell you what movie I'm amazed hadn't come up between one of you two or a texture already. Like, it's usually one of the first three mentioned when this conversation comes up. And yeah, I'm a dork. I've had this conversation a lot with friends. <laughs> Somebody's always like I'm talking like they run out of nowhere. Like somebody back in the kitchen at a bar will hear us, you know, just debating this, and the cook runs
2: out. you Warriors, oh, come out and play! Hey, imagine, we're...
3: imagine if somebody made a serious take on that movie.
2: Hmm. I mean, I
3: guess that was kind of like the Purge
2: with the skinny Jean Furies. <laughs> oh man,
1: hey,
3: man, there's a lot of potential.
1: I I would love to see I would love to see the a remake of the Warriors. But truthfully, if they if I if they did a remake of the Warriors, I would still want them to set it in the seventies. Like I, I wouldn't want a remake with it oh, yeah. updated, like to to like current times. Like I would want them to just remake the Warriors in that same period. Like that that's one of those movies that plays well for that time period. You know, with the with the uh, the, the gangs, New York, yeah, kind of all, all coming together. Youth. Yes, like that. That would be awesome. I like you keep that one right then and there. Um, you know that is, that's kind of the thing with some of these movies is that you you know would you want? I mean because that's one of the things with uh, you know Return of the Dragon is because it does have that extra strong '80s feel.
2: <laughs> oh, beyond extra strong. Now, I think a movie that could be remade that that would be timeless that you could probably remake like in any time period would be something like The Goonies. Yeah. Yeah. That's
3: one of my favorite movies, and I was going to say that's in my, my list. Please don't ever remake it. Because <laughs> if they do, I'm going to I'm gonna be stubborn. I'm going to be really stubborn and uh, uh, be like, nah, it's terrible. It could be the best movie ever made, and I'd be like, it's trash. It's trash. It's not the original. The original is iconic, man. You had Corey Feldman, Josh Brolin, uh, Sean Astin. Yeah. Think who else? Yeah, I, I know. That might I, be it. Schlock. You made my point, and you had Schlock. The, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but here's what's funny to me: I grew up watching the Goonies. Like the Goonies was one of those movies that our babysitter you watched it like every afternoon. If it was raining outside, <laughs> between oh, yeah. the four VHS that you you know, batteries not included, uh, little shop of horrors or Goonies, and we're like, yeah, we'll do Goonies again.
1: I mean, one eye Willie, so, man. Anytime you had a chance to go searching for one eye Willie's treasure, you did it. Every time uh, if you
3: grew up in if you grew up in central Kentucky, you did that you did not let a single creek bed go unexplored for that pirate trip. <laughs> there you go.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, fellas, we gotta go ahead and hit this next break. You are listening to Wake Up Five O two, Rashad Myers, Haven Harrison, Joe Kelly. We'll be back here on Big Exports Radio. One oh four. Speaking of remakes, <laughs> got everyone's favorite fighter
2: pilot is back. I mean, all the views I've heard is like it's it's, it's good.
1: Maverick is in the building.
2: <laughs> Man, Tom Cruise. Let me tell some about Tom Cruise.
1: Top Gun. If you have not seen it for every, it is getting rave reviews from what I understand.
2: That man's career, despite Scientology, is is still amazing. <laughs>
1: What's amazing is how he his face has not changed in,
2: <laughs> but his co-stars 30 years. Have. <laughs> yes, if you see, if you've seen pictures, like everybody else, that was in top it's Gun, insane, including Val Kilmer and everybody else. Is like like this dude looks uh, pretty much about the same. Everybody else, they look their age. Like,
1: yeah, I, I don't even know. Like, like I, I understand self preservation, but like Tom Cruise, I he must sleep in like. Like I don't know, baby lotion or <laughs> something. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know how he does. Like it's I, I've seen people try to keep it together and Shea hold butter. it together.
2: Shea butter and Botox, baby. It's Shea crazy. butter and Botox. But
1: I mean I have seen that go wrong so many different times. But like Tom Cruise, man, is like the ageless wonder. Like, you know, he's still doing Mission <laughs> <Yeah>. Impossible eighteen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ethan Hunt Ethan Hunt never gets older. <laughs>
3: I don't back away from too many subjects, but y'all ain't okie doking me into getting the uh the Scientology mafia after this. So on time Kudos <laughs> to you, Tom. Great guy. Louisville's
2: finest, am I right? Yeah, there you go. Now, you know, that's I, I think that's one thing I miss most about the eighties and nineties. Yes. Are the soundtracks of movies.
3: Yes. Oh back yeah. when I've talked to Rashawn about this before. Do you remember and, and I can tell you the last movie that wasn't well. Actually, no, I can't tell you the last movie that wasn't a, a biopic that featured a, a soundtrack. Because the last ones that come to mind would be uh, uh, Notorious. You yeah, had that Brooklyn song that was kind of a hit by Jay Z. Low key. Before that, uh, the last soundtrack song, if I had to guess, I'd say it was probably Lose Yourself off Eight Mile.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I mean, because like, like, like Guardians of the he, Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy, both of those, one and two, the soundtracks on those yes. are great, great soundtracks. Yeah, but of course, it's just all throwbacks.
3: It's yeah. all throwbacks, but what's like a yeah, like originals. Yes, Black Panther, Black Panther. When Kendrick Lamar did that soundtrack, that's the that's the only one of the last decade though I can think of. Yeah, yeah. But that, Kendrick K. Dot did the did the soundtrack for that. It was because of the popularity coming off of uh, uh, Guns Galaxies. Uh, the director he takes a lot of pride in. in Curating those playlists, like the playlist, is just as big a part of his his cinematography to, to his films. Oh yeah. um But to me, like, and and I want your all's opinion on this because to me, it used to be that the soundtrack was part of the marketing campaign. Like, first you had the poster at the movie theater, and kids, I know this is crazy. You couldn't just, you didn't have a phone in your pocket that you could just watch movie previews on or movies. So the first image you got was either a trailer or a poster at the theater, right? And then a couple months later, you're at your local record shop and they've Mm -hmm. got the single to the movie. Mm -hmm. So you had all these little things and then maybe even, maybe depending on how big a budget it was, McDonald's has collector cups. (laughs)
1: Hey, hey, for real, legit, you know, that's when you knew it was big time. Absolutely.
2: Oh, you went out. You rushed out and you bought the entire soundtrack to the movie. Like I remember buying this I remember buying a soundtrack like the New Jack City.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and just like mm-hmm. oh above the rim soundtrack, man. Above the rim. Oh god. Juice? Yes.
2: No the ledge with Rocky. I was like, oh my god this Batman is Batman
1: like, soundtrack? The, the original Prince? score? Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh.
2: Hey. Uh, and, and
3: you know what you know what one of the heavyweight soundtracks of the nineties that doesn't get near enough love? Judgment Night.
1: Judgment Night, really?
3: Possibly, quite possibly the only album that you can argue top to bottom. Yeah, that's how that whole rap rock thing should have sounded. It was all collaborations between MCs, and and it it was basically a soundtrack that, that said, what if we did an entire movie with all music that sounds like Public Enemy and Anthrax did it together? There you go. (laughs)
1: <laughs> hey real talk hey hey fellas we got a caller calling in i have no idea what he wants to uh add to this conversation caller what is your name and what is your comment
2: sir my name is jay
1: Hash. hey i didn't know it was I'm you so, i'm lying <laughs>
3: I'm, so, I'm so excited man to be a part of the number one sports show in the city you know
1: it yes sir absolutely you know we we will always Hash. take compliments jay
3: <laughs> no other sports show can do it like the main event sports show.
1: That's right. They, even though this I, is, I a, got
3: one comment I got wake
1: one up comment, sir. Yes, sir.
3: I got one comment, sir. There's there's big high school tournaments going on this morning, this afternoon. Yes, between two days, between two days. And somebody had had another answer to the question: Why is it significant that this that this college, that this high school tournament is here in Louisville? How come it hasn't been here in the last ten years?
1: Well, you know, it, that, that is an excellent question. Uh, of course, uh, you know, we, we we talked a bit earlier about uh, the fact that the Nike EYBL circuit is here in Louisville. I believe this is the first time that the EYBL has been here uh, in Louisville. Um, and you would think that it's a natural fit, right? Because, I mean, you got... Uh, a, a city and a state that is in love with basketball. Um, you know, they never really—I mean—they have the Peach Jam down in in Atlanta every year. It doesn't necessarily draw that great, but anytime you bring a basketball event here, it always does well. Especially because you know you have so many just passionate fans from both the University of Louisville and University of Kentucky. Like we just love basketball. You bring an event, you bring NBA future superstars. Um, I, we're going to be all over it. So, you know, I agree with you. I think that, um, this is a great opportunity. If Louisville does well, um, to hopefully be a consistent part of the EYBL circuit. I know that under armor has done some things here. I know the three stripes usually doesn't come here because they do their event up there in Indianapolis. Usually India is the closest, um, that uh, the three stripes gets to coming here, but you would think that Louisville would be a part of the circuit in some kind of way, shape or form. And I guarantee you fellas, um, that there will not be a bigger attendancehip for the EYBL anywhere else the rest of the summer. I can pretty much guarantee it outside of possibly Vegas, but even in Vegas, they don't really draw like that. It's usually just more the coaches, but in tar- in terms of fans, viewers, and just, um, just the way the crowd's going to be. Um, I have a feeling it's going to be nuts. Yeah. Everybody remembers the, uh, the old school, remember the ABCD camps and you would have like OJ Mayo versus, uh, like LeBron or, or, or something like that. And you would just see how those sold out, um, the, you know, little bitty gems up in New York would just be crazy. You're going to get some of that today, I, I think, for-, for this DJ Wagner um, for a couple of his games today. But, uh, well, Jay, J- J- you going J- to J- gonna gonna go, right. you- you go out there? You going to go out there? You going to be a part of it? You going to have some people out there? What you going to do?
3: Mom, no, I man, I'm not even going
0: uh, to take it at sir. I'm going to leave that alone, sir. I was go. I, I I want to, but I'm not going to be
1: able to go out there, sir. I got other priorities. I know. There. I know you on the radio. You're doing your own. You know, I know you You, you the, one of the esteemed dignitaries of the city, so I know you probably got to make your rounds. You know, they, they're going to oh, pull God, out the okay. rose petals the for day, you.
3: The, sir, the four-day holiday. Southern we will
1: get it in. Hey, that's fair. That's fair. Well, Jay, I appreciate the call this morning, brother.
0: Thank you, Haven Harrington. Thank you, Rashawn Miles. Thank you, uh,
1: Bronco Billy. Bronco Billy. (laughs) Thanks, Jay. (laughs) Hey, from now on, the the, the rest of the day, Joe, you are going to be known as Bronco Billy. Hey,
3: man, you know, that's the the good thing about nicknames. They just happen. You You don't get a say in them. And the only thing you can really do when, when you catch a new one is go, All right. Don't <laughs> don't, don't let the sharks know you're bleeding. You go, Well, I guess I'm bronco Billy for, for the foreseeable future. That is hilarious. I know I have I have two two ways I can go with this. <laughs> I could fight the inevitable and then I will be Bronco Billy for the rest of my <laughs> life. I can, into this. I can just lean into this pitch, take my bag, and live to, Live for another plate appearance.
1: That is hilarious. Uh, text her into the text line, 414-1450 says, The Menace to Society soundtrack. Absolutely. Fire. Yes. Yes. i tell you what was another really good one. Um, what was the movie uh, with Ice... T, uh, Ice Cube, where they were looking for the treasure inside the like old abandoned house. Uh, oh, um,
2: oh, uh, trespass. trespass, trespass. That
1: soundtrack,
2: Woo! colors. Yes, you know even the an officer and the gentleman had a had a dope soundtrack. Really? Yes.
1: Mm. Hey, that,
2: that's I been mean, some nice American, awesome. uh, American Gigolo, gave us what a feeling.
3: Yeah. yeah Last hey. Dance gave us. Uh, uh, oh gosh, what was the name of the the Hit from Flashdance.
1: Oh, um, crud! You're making my brain. It's too early in the morning, Jofi, to be making my brain work. Now you did, you know, give me. You I know, can get hear a
2: song in my head, but I just can't think of the name.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? We're going to get right back into it. We have so many things to get into. I really appreciate everybody texting in and being a part of it. If you want to be a part of it next, whether you want to talk about movie soundtracks, you want to talk about remakes, you want to actually talk about
2: basketball or football, U L uk rivalry.
1: Absolutely. Ooh, we got to get into that when we get back. But we have a new date. We have a new date set uh, for the game coming up. We're going to get into that and much, much more on the other side. Uh, hour number one is in the books. We will be preempted uh, by uh, some uh, high school Uh, baseball playoff games. Uh, they have some Indiana play-by-play for Indiana high school sports. Um, So that'll be coming up. So we're only going to be going to around 1040 today. Uh, So if you want to get in, get in now. You're listening to Wake Up 502, Big X Sports Radio. We'll be back.
2: in our mind.
1: One of the classic scenes and movie soundtracks of all time. Jack Nicholson.
3: Jack Nicholson dancing around.
1: Dancing around, knocking stuff over. The Joker cutting up. Just classic. The I,
3: I don't know. Uh, I don't know what you guys thought of the new Batman movie. Personally, I think it might be my favorite Batman movie. Um, I thought Pattinson killed it, but one of my buddies said. Yo, man, it's still it's still the OG '89 Michael Keaton, and I said, really? I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna argue that because that's a great movie, and even when I watch it today, kind of with what you were talking about with Flash Gordon, you don't have that feeling with Batman. Batman was so ahead of its time for '89. The way they shot it, you know, and and it just it seemed real. Um, but he said, yeah, man, you're not gonna sell me in 2022 on ooh the big single from the from the song is they they got. An obscure Nirvana track off Nevermind to, to rechart. '89 gave us a full soundtrack from Prince. Holler. Yeah, that's that's valid. That is that is valid.
1: No, I mean it. It, it was just different. I mean, you know, like I said, I the back in those days, not only did you look forward to the movie, but you know, for for you know, so many of the movies back then, you'd be like, I can't wait to hear the soundtrack. Like, when's the last time you said that about a movie get coming out? Like, ever like that? That used to but always be a big part of it. It's
3: just classic, you know. I go. I think back on cassettes that I had back in the day of all the soundtracks, and sometimes you bought a you bought a soundtrack just because you liked the movie, but you didn't even know if the music was in it. <laughs> yeah. It was because you were a dumb kid. Marketing got you. Yeah. Uh, Guns and Roses did the uh, did the. Uh, uh, you could be mine. I had the Terminator Two soundtrack. It was that song in a bunch of like store music. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like it, that that one spot on the tape got got a lot of play.
2: I bet. Sounds oh, like the Ghostbusters soundtrack with uh, the title song mm-hmm. Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Hey, hey. I'm telling you what. Yeah, with Ghostbusters. I mean, so many. Uh, you know what? And, and and that's a very good. Yeah. You know, well, one that I always uh, think back to. he said Soul Food soundtrack was really good. It, it really was. Like that. That's one of the more. I mean, you talk about recent, but that's like late '90s. <laughs> Still, it's like there's how we're old. You know. <laughs> you know yeah.
3: Right. <laughs> you know, and and we talked about we talked about the the difference between compilation soundtracks versus original music. Man, if you want a fire compilation, the Friday soundtrack is amazing. Oh, yeah. Because they put out two soundtracks. They put out the one with all the new music, like uh, Keep Their Heads Ringing, you know, and, and, and all the singles that, that Ice Cube did for the movie. But then they put out a second one that was all the old school music they played. And yeah. for a lot of young, a lot of young white people my age, man, that was our introduction to, to a lot of 70s soul music. <laughs> the Friday soundtrack, believe it or not. No, that makes sense. I'm not, I'm it makes even, sense. Absolutely, no, it makes sense. Perfect if, sense. If you grew up in a household, if you grew up in a household where your parents played the Almond Brothers and Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, it wasn't until you went to your buddy Rashawn or Haven's house and watched Friday and said, "Man, who's Rose, Rose Royce?" <laughs> so, who are these bands? It just it wasn't in your home. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Friday came out when I was in eighth grade. So, no, now, my right. parents listened to good music, so I knew what all that was. I was, the, I was the white buddy that was telling my friends, oh, yeah, my dad's got that record. You want to go listen to it?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, text her into the text line, 414 1450. Uh, he actually uh, sent out some some sports text. He said, What's up, uh, main event on Wake Up 502? This is Dre. He says uh, Tyrese Hunter uh, staying in the same conference and going to Texas uh, that hurt Louisville. Um, yeah, they, they did uh, make the announcement uh, that Tyrese Hunter, the transfer from Iowa State, decided that uh, he was going to stay in the Big 12 um, after it looking like he was uh, the the um, waters were trending towards possibly a team up of Amani Bates and Tyrese Hunter heading to the University of Louisville. Um We heard all of a sudden there was a turn. Uh, Right after uh, Tyrese went to visit Gonzaga, uh, we started to hear that uh, Tyrese was no longer going to make a trip down to Louisville and that he was looking to maybe uh, make a move. He went to visit Kansas, and we found out he was going to visit Texas. And uh, the the scuttlebutt started to come out that he was looking for the bag, you know, a legal bag. You know, NIL is now above board. And, And even though Nick Saban hates it and can't stand it, these young men can get paid. And, you know, it it, it was come to, to pass that Tyrese Hunter was looking for the biggest bag possible. And that is completely within his rights now. And Texas apparently was offering the biggest bag in the yard. And now they have the, that young man is a part of the team. There you go. Uh I, I can't hate on that. You know? I mean, I mean not, not, at not at all. I mean that, yeah, that I mean that's the rights of these kids now, right?
3: The other thing is with the NIL money, one of the first things that I said was, and we've talked about this before, how much booster money every school in Texas has. And I, you know, I didn't realize this until my buddy moved there to, to practice law. And he said, guys, the reason why TCU and Baylor are also competitive, guess what? They got oil money in their alumni base, too. The money down here is ridiculous. So when the NIL passed, you know, we'll see what it does in football, as we've discussed before. It usually takes, it, it not usually, it takes a, a few cycles to really see the impact of football. Basketball, man, you can buy a Final Four team. I mean, you can you can go to a Final Four with a group of freshmen if you get the right run. You know what I mean? So yeah. when the NIL passed, I just figured, get used to seeing schools like Baylor in the Final Four.
1: Well, you know, the the, the biggest thing I, I always wondered with the whole, and I, because I, I know that there's more money down there, uh, and, and those folks just kind of just print their own money, basically. I, my only question was, with the being such a big football uh, area of the uh, country, I just didn't know if they were going to, you know, if you were going to have these billionaires wanting to pay basketball players, just because I just didn't know if they saw the value in basketball being competitive. But I, I tell you what, like, we've seen Texas Tech, We've seen Baylor. We've seen now Texas uh, throwing a bag out there that, you know, that they lost Andrew Jones to the NBA draft. He decided that he was going to stay in the draft, and kudos to that young man. After everything that he went through, uh, he was a former Louisville recruit. He ended up at Texas, um, got a cancer diagnosis, missed actually two years. Uh, in his cancer battle, was finally um, you know announced to be cancer-free and came back and had two seasons with Texas coming back off of that diagnosis and now is staying in the NBA draft. Um, so just his story and his uh, opportunity to, you know, looks like he may actually get a shot um, after everything that happened, uh, you know, to make a check in the NBA. That's awesome for him. And Texas was like, you know what? Andrew's leaving. Who's the best player on the market? Yeah, just give him the bag.
2: <laughs> Let's go.
1: I love All it, right. though, because that th- these kids are finally getting paid their worth. And, you know, we talk about it. everybody's not going to be an NBA player. You know, so the fact that these guys are going to be able to maybe have as most, uh, you know, their biggest earning potential for playing basketball right now as, as college players, I love it. You know, I mean, it, it. Yeah, maybe for my own personal team, I would love to see Tyrese Hunter here at Louisville. But if this kid has an opportunity to make some money and change his life and change his family's life, I'm all about it. You know, I, that, that that's. I am. I am much more about the uh, advancement of those young folks than just you know cheering for the team that, right, that wears Perry. my colors. I'm serious. All like, right, John. I love it. All right, John. Players first, man. All right, Cal Perry. <laughs>
3: So, I'm, I'm right there with you and and the simple truth, even if you're not even if you're you're opposed to it, even if it if it just uh burns your soul to see these redacted getting paid you know what i mean like there's there's a serious we own you and and you're our employee mentality that some fans have and and it comes out and and just comes out in full force with this n i l stuff well even if you're opposed to kids getting what they're they're I think they earn, and then some. If unless you want college basketball to die, this had to happen. Unless you wanted college basketball to just become glorified intramural, uh, it, it was going to go this way. I'm telling you, man. With the with the G League and whenever whenever the NBA gets rid of the one and done policy, and just, there's a whole lot of stuff stacked against college basketball. And you look at the fact that premier players have start elite players have started to say, I can go to the G league. I can go play in China for a year. I can go play in another country. Now I know COVID probably has played an impact on uh, electing to go overseas, but at some point we hope uh, that'll, that'll sort of settle itself out. You had to come up with a way to entice kids to go to college because a free college education isn't the same thing that it was 50 years ago. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. I, I totally
1: agree with you. And, yeah. and and we started to see some of these, like the uh, overtime elite. And, you know, we, we started to see uh, the G League Ignite team start to try to pull some of the, the top high school players to come be a part of it. We saw, of course, LaMelo Ball uh, and his brother go overseas to play in Australia. Uh, and we saw, you know, a couple of, uh, you know, higher level Uh, elite recruits making that jump to go over to Europe to play. Um, You know, so these kids started trying – they were going to find some options where they could get paid before their NBA careers got
2: started. Oh, no doubt. So, I
1: mean, I I think, like you said, Joe, for the health of college basketball, this is the move that had to be made, right? You know,
2: we talk about the health of college basketball, but I I think one of the things that hinders college basketball the most, maybe it's horrible scheduling. Yeah. Of when they decide to play marquee games. It's tough.
1: It's tough. And, of course, they did make the announcement uh, that University of Louisville University of Kentucky, the dream game, as it were, for basketball, will now be played. Drumload. It's going to be
2: played on New Year's Eve, the same day as the college football playoffs. Which means nobody's going to watch it. <laughs> Outside of Kentucky. Well, the the, the
1: thought was, and the hope was, is that, of course, you were going to have the uh, college football playoff games. I believe the first game kicks at like 3.30. Um, So they were going to put the game at noon on the 31st and maybe have that roll in to the football games. But then it was also announced um, just recently that the Sugar Bowl is going to be played on New Year's Eve as well at noon. First of all, why? Why? And they said the reason why is because the Sugar Bowl on the date that it was supposed to be played was going to be going directly head-to-head with an uh, uh, NFL game. So they decided to move it because they didn't want to go head-to-head. So now that means definitely nobody's going to be watching. If the Sugar Bowl is going to be played at noon, that's going to get all the eyeballs.
2: <laughs> like, well, 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 it's not only going to get all the eyeballs, number one, but number two, it's going to get like all of ESPN's coverage. On every ESPN station, it's going to be just focused on that college football, the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, I mean, Sugar Bowl. And this is going to be like, oh, yeah, by the way,
1: Louisville, Kentucky. It's tough. <laughs> it's tough. I mean, you know, it, it, it's definitely, um, you know, college basketball has always had a, a scheduling problem. Um, and we've talked about it uh, on this show as well as the Main Event Sports Show for years um, that, you know, college basketball really and truthfully needs to if if they're worried about the ratings and if they're worried about the eyeballs and being in the consciousness uh, of America, they need to move their start date. Uh, you know that they would they would it would be apropos for them to move back at least a month, um, and instead of starting at late in late October, starting in maybe late November December time frame. Once college football is kind of done. You know, because college football is usually done until the, the the last Saturday in November, and then you have that hiatus between uh, the end of November
2: and the first bowl game, and the
1: first bowl games, which are you know the second portion of December. So if you start college basketball and kick it off then, you pretty much have the stage to yourself, and then you're getting into conference play a month later, uh, which would be after the uh, NFL champion, you know, Super Bowl is over. So that, that you know that that would make perfect sense, um, and why that has not been done to this point, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, being on the thirty first, like nobody really pays attention anyway at that time because, of course, Louisville and Kentucky always like to play um, in the, at the end of December. I don't know why that's always been the thing. I mean, right, like we talked about this Haven, like the sweet spot for that game would be early December.
2: Oh yeah, like you the, know? First, the first couple of weeks of December, but. No, you always want to schedule a game apparently like right in the heart of like football season <laughs> to make sure that nobody's going to watch the game outside of people in Jefferson County and Fayette County.
1: Now, of course, we talked about it and maybe for Louisville that's not the worst thing because Kentucky's been kind of uh, you know a- Against what Mark Blankenbaker uh, says, uh, (laughs) who apparently he thinks that Louisville is dominating this rivalry.
2: The last four years, (laughs) (laughs) Dan.
1: Yeah, it's because the game's only been played once in the last four years. And uh, Chris Mack did find a way to win it. Uh, We've had two games canceled, uh, one because of COVID and the other because of, uh, you know, only playing conference games right after COVID got back, you know, got uh, taken off the table. We started playing games again. They didn't play. Uh, any out-of-conference game, so we lost a game that year. So, yes, Louis- Louisville has not lost to Kentucky in four, almost, you know, it'll be almost four years by the time these two teams to play again. Um, but, yeah, Kentucky still dominated the rivalry. Like, it kind of is what it is. I mean,
2: is it really a rivalry at this point?
1: Now, Chris Mack, I will say probably the one thing that Chris Mack did better than anything else while he was here at Louisville, he always played a competitive game with Kentucky. Um, he was only one and two, but the two games that he lost, one of those he should have won, and the other game was very competitive his first year. Um, you know, If uh, 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 David Johnson could have hit some free throws, he probably would have been at least two and one. Um, but, you know, that that's probably the one thing that Chris Mack did better than anything else is he kept it competitive and a whole hell of a lot better than what Rick Pitino did, <laughs> you know, playing against Calipari, uh, at least being competitive and not being af- afraid. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's tough where the game's been moved. I don't think it necessarily matters. It's going to be played here. Everybody here is going to watch it. I don't really care if the nation cares or not. Like that's, that's not what drives me. All I know is that I want to see Kentucky lose. I love the fact that Louisville has actually started to gain some momentum, and we're starting to see at least some apprehension from the blue side because of what Kenny Payne's doing.
2: And I love the fact that you will be watching the game and tweeting about the game and let me know what's going on
1: Yes, that'll be the only my watch Sugar get. Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm gonna be the only one who you know ha, has any care about it, but that's fine. That's yeah, all be the
2: only one. I mean, like uh, I said, I mean, Jefferson Cal, Kentucky is gonna be lit. They're gonna be watching that game. It's gonna be ooh, hype. Kenny
1: Payne versus Cal first game. Absolutely, yeah,
2: it's gonna be hype. But you know what? That that map, like I, I could just see that map now. Like if you were to paint like all the states they're watching the U of L U K UK game, like yellow, and then all the states is watching like. College football like in another color like blue. Like the whole country blue, like just this one little state by itself be yellow and that be it.
1: <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much but hey,
3: that's all right. Yeah.
1: I mean
2: Go ahead, Joe. As much as I, I, I said years ago I was
3: retired from going out on New Year's Eve, that's one of the, the top three amateur nights of the year. I don't know, man, we might have to get on our giddy up, get get some kind of uh deal going with a with a local watering hole. And, and just find a spot with a bunch of TVs. Because if, if that's what time the game's is going to be on, it, the, the only plausible way to do this, we all know ourselves, man. It's either we're going to go somewhere that has multiple TVs already set up or the three of us are going to be spending an hour before games running back and forth between the grill and plugging in laptops and other TVs and streaming and all that. So, man, we, we just got to find a spot that will cook for us.
1: You know what, Joe? You are a real man of genius. Yes, real man of genius. Sometimes I
3: have, sometimes I have an idea that, and that's why that's why the guys keep me around. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, right what? when they're about to cash in their their Joe Kelly chips and be like, ah, <laughs> we had a good run, they're like, damn it, he had an idea again, and this one's got legs.
1: Hey, I feel like that's going to be a day where we're going to do an on location uh, version of Wake Up Five Hundred Two because that you know that's going to be on a Saturday. Uh, oh, yeah. So, so you know, we'll have to figure out what establishment we'll be at, and we'll be broadcasting live. Uh, so all my sponsors out there, I had some good conversations with sponsors last night. Um, if you want to get involved in that and you want to host Wake Up 502 for that pregame, I think that's going to be a humongous pregame. Um, you know, so if, if you want to host this, uh, let yourself be known. Uh, love to be a part of it. Go, come out there and, and have Joe Kelly being crazy and, Haven Harrington talking football the whole time, so I'm going to be yelling no, no, at no. him.
2: No, I'm not, not going to talk football the whole time. He's, I'm he's lying. I'm not lying.
1: He's lying. Joe not, Kelly. I'm Joe Kelly's
3: a reformed man. He no longer acts crazy. Just <laughs> be politicking and working the room.
1: I love it. I love it. Haven's definitely going to be talking. About he's lying his tail off. <laughs> I am not. I mean,
2: I, <laughs> you know what? I'm excited about this year's Dream Game only because Kenny Payne's the coach. There's some new blood. There's some new energy.
1: Hey, I ain't gonna lie. Like the and one thing
2: that excites me about the game,
1: you have probably the two pound for pound strongest dudes in college basketball, Sidney Curry and Oscar Sheepway. I just wanna see those two wrestle.
2: I mean it's gonna be dope. And I'm I'm gonna be excited to see, I mean, it, it it should be a good game. You know, I'm you know Kenny Payne has, you know, he he knows Kyle Perry in and out, so you know that there's that. He's a Louisville guy who so has a little bit of hatred in his heart for UK anyway, even though he, he coached there for uh, forever.
1: Yeah, like he's still a Louisville son. Like Kentucky yeah. people to say, "Oh, you had to take a Kentucky, dude." No,
2: his, his his Louisville guy first.
1: Yeah, come on.
2: So you know, I'm I'm, I'm excited to see that that whole dynamic. I think that's going to be awesome. But for me, the problem like with with the Dream Game was, and I know, God, I know Louisville Kentucky fans going to hate for me to say this, right? Because I honestly believe there is more vitriol between the fan bases between Louisville and Kentucky than are between Duke and North Carolina, right? But to me, the difference has always been Duke and North Carolina, when they play, always has some type of national basketball implications to it because usually both those teams are ranked Yeah, when they play each other. Usually when L uks play each other, one's ranked and one's not. You know, it's, it's just, it never has like that same weight to it when they play each other. That, and it's just been so lopsided. Like, especially like when Rick was here, it was just like, it was so lopsided. It was like, you hard to get hype because you, you never thought you would win the game. Like, I never thought when Rick was here, we would win the game. <laughs> like, I, I, I never. was never under the assumption that, that we would win the game, ever. I always thought like, yeah, well, you know, we'll find a way to lose.
3: Yeah. Yep.
1: No, I mean it's fair. Hey. That, that's that's just to me and Joe and, and I don't know where, where you fall in with this, but I and this is what me and Haven talked about actually before uh, the show. Uh, I talked about the fact that it's actually interesting to me the Louisville Kentucky rivalry because for as good a team as Louisville is and, and great as a program they've been over the, you know top ten all time, Kentucky has won an inordinate percentage of the games in the matchup. Like UK has about a eighty percent win percentage against Louisville all time. And even though Louisville's had a very good team, you know, like college basketball itself, a team is only winning, you know, a good team is only winning 65 to 70%. Like this Louisville game, should it be about Kentucky, even though they've had maybe the best player in the game most of the time, the UK should be winning about 55 to 60% at best against Louisville. But that percentage is about 80%. And I don't know why that is like, but it's always been that way the u k has always won a much higher percentage than they ever should have against Louisville, like like did, well, have you seen it that I'm same a, way
3: not, no i mean it's it's true and and we have to look at it for what it is. It really hurt UofL. and now I UK thought you were gonna to say it just means desire. more
1: i I thought you were gonna just use the tagline
3: <laughs> it it it, it really hurt us that that when when we were building our program up the series didn't take place. You know, then he's got the famous battle back and forth to to make that game happen. It it took it took government officials to intervene on 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 the rivalries behalf and say you're going to play this damn game. Uh, this is you know, no questions asked, you're going to play it. Then by the time the ga- the series you know resumed, the modern era of it, just to just be honest and compare the two programs and where they've been, they got to just beat up on Denny towards the end of his career. Yeah. And then we had almost 20 years and two times in that 20 years, we met up in the NCAA tournament. So we got a bonus addition to that game for Rick Patino to just crap his pants. I mean, it, this is not a knock on Rick. He's a hall of fame coach. Everybody's got their boogeyman. You know, he, he still gives Jim Boeheim nightmares. I'm convinced. But on the other hand, I don't think it's Cal. It's playing the University of Kentucky. It's all the chatter that comes around it. It's I, There's never been a better example of Rick's hubris than the fact that the guy thought he could come back to the state of Kentucky, coach their arch rival, and they would still appreciate and love him. Yeah. Bro. Not like that, and it never sat well with him. We always knew it, but then he made it obvious in 2012, I think, when he took them all down to – no, 2013, when he took them to to Miami for the week before the game. And he said, you know, that was to keep them from being distracted. No, Rick, that's because you didn't want to answer questions. You hate this week. Hate it with a passion. Maybe you wouldn't hate it so much if you'd won more, but that's irrelevant,
1: No, I mean that's I think
3: I think once Rick started losing to to Kentucky and then Cal went there, it was just it was like all the negative in his coaching career focused at one place. And it rattled him, man. It absolutely was in his head. No, I mean it, it it's always been it's
1: it's just very interesting because like the Kentucky Kentucky has always just seemed to be able to um, unbelievably get up for the Louisville game. Like, you never see UK come into that game because, you know, Haven, we talked about it. Even in Louisville's best years, 2013 National Championship team, that team had, like, Ryan Harrow and a bunch of bums. On It was like Ryan Harrow and, and Archie uh, – uh what's what's this guy named Archie Goodwin Archie uh, Goodwin, and that team was horrible for Kentucky, and they still almost beat Louisville they like had their hey. best game. it's amazing the consistency for hey. which Louis, Kentucky gets up for Louisville I mean, Rashawn, was, that was the moment that
3: I said we will never we will never beat them consistently with Rick because at the end of that season, now granted, I understand Nerlins got hurt later, but at the end of the year, that Kentucky team got bounced by. Uh, who was it in the NIT? Bobby Moe. Robert Morris. <laughs> Good old Bobby uh, Moe. Bobby Moe and L won a championship. It doesn't get any further ends of the spectrum, gentlemen, than that. Yeah. And if that's what it takes to eke out a win... Against those guys down the road, that's how we have to literally be the best team in the country, and they have to be at a historic low for this <laughs> program. Oh, uh, this ain't right! It's
2: unbelievable. Like Somebody it's unbelievable. It I've never understood. I like it is. I mean, unreal. unreal. I understood it why while Rick was here, why we didn't win. To me, that made sense because I said this before. Rick is a UK fan, and I get he's a UK fan. He should be. I mean, he had his best years coaching college coaching basketball almost period when it was to coach UK. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I, I get why he's a UK fan. I get why it's hard for him to to really get up for UK, why it's hard for him to play hard. You know, but you would think that the coach you hate the most in all the college basketball goes to the school that you built up, immediately brings in like these superstar recruits, and then waxes you for almost ten years straight. No, you would think after a while i would be like, yeah, I'm not taking this anymore. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but he just kept taking it. It just—it's uh,
1: unbelievable. I like it like that. I think that was just kind of the biggest thing. But see, it's—it's it's not only Rick because I understand the Rick side of it, and maybe he doesn't have his fastball against Kentucky. But the consistency from uh, consistency from which UK has had players that would have like Tyler Tyler Hero's Awakening came out of, of nowhere yeah. against Louisville.
3: You remember George?
1: Oh, absolutely, Josh Harrelson. Uh, I mean, Wukash Orbzut only had two good games at Kentucky, and they were both against Louisville. Um, Kalina Azabuki had the game of his life against Louisville. Uh, Darius Miller. Hawkins. Uh,
3: uh, yeah, I mean, it is just the home, the home state kid who couldn't get off the bench at, at Kentucky just comes in and lights it Oh, up. what was
1: the tall, goofy white kid? The one that was from Kentucky who never played for uh, UK at, at all? Um, he almost came to Louisville um, and then decided to stay down at UK. I cannot think of his name. But he's about six eight, six nine guy. Um, oh, oh, yeah. Was it the one? Was it the one with
3: the tattoos? Yes. Yeah.
1: Um, what was that kid? He was, had the. Oh. I mean, oh. even he had a great yeah, game was, against UK or against Louisville. Like it's
3: unbelievable. Derek, Derek,
1: uh, uh, Derek something De- Derek. Oh, Texas, I, I, I would. I wish you could help me out, Derek. Um. I can't. I said Derek Homer. He was a running back. <laughs> um, yeah,
3: that's that's taking it back. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> a, how old are you, right? <laughs> but I mean, I, it just, it's just. John's about to
3: start talking about Mo Williams. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. Uh, you know, but it's it's unbelievable. The, like the fact that UK always seems to get up, and they always have a guy who just has the game of their life. It's just it means more. Like it. it I hate to say it, but it just means more to like everybody. Always, you know, Kyle likes to say that that um, UK is. Everybody's Super Bowl. That Louisville game is Kentucky's Super
2: Bowl. I mean, it's that is unreal. UK gets up know. for Louisville like like Bobby used to get up for UK when 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 UVL football yeah. would play UK. And and, and, that, and Man, to me yeah. and, and and that's kind of juxtaposition. Like we never really kind of got up for UK like they get up for us. Like for us, it's like. It's, it's like everything. I mean, like their recruits are, are doing L's down. Yeah, for goodness. What's
1: say. the one kid? The really short, the really short, this really short kid that, that played at UK. He was there. Euliss um, Tyler Euliss. His, yeah. His there, breakout. He, he couldn't. He, knew
3: he wanted. <laughs> he knew he wanted to go play for Kentucky because since uh, Derek Rose played there, and that was his favorite player growing up. Yeah. Derek played for Cal at Memphis. And he said, uh, well, I mean, same thing.
1: Yeah, same thing, same difference. I mean, Tyler Ulis shot about 30, 20% from three for the whole season that year, but his, his uh, three-point percentage got bumped up to 30% because he was like five for seven against Louisville. <laughs> like – uh, it's it's unbelievable. So yeah, so Louisville fans, I I don't know if maybe Kenny Payne is like the uh, the juju that breaks the curse because he's bringing some of that magic back from from. Leslie he found the secret sauce and is gonna like uh, shake some ashes over the the, the courted at U of L or something. I don't know what's gonna happen, but hopefully that that curse gets broken. But it's been that way my whole life. Literally my whole life, I have been watching. <laughs> This same thing happened.
2: And now we're watching them football.
1: Oh, and now that that makes it worse. Which, which, yeah, which is. is Mobile always at least had football. It's like, you know what? Oh, yeah. Uh, You all all may beat us in basketball, but we still whip your tail in football every year. Now we can't even do that. And now
2: just see, like, we just don't get up for the football game now. It's just, like, uh, it's just amazing. It's like, like how? Like, I, I don't understand.
1: Satterfield, all I know is this. You're getting all this hype, and we even had a texter mention that he still doesn't know how. Uh, Satterfield is getting all these recruits it's, it all looks good on paper and yes Pierce Clarkson is out here doing his thing Madden Sanker uh, the four-star five-star uh, tackle who uh, looks to be trending Louisville's way is winning every award out there um, you know I, I you're doing an awesome job recruiting I don't care. We have Jermaine Lole now uh, at at the middle. You need to win football games. Like I'm still eight wins, brother. Like eight, period. That's 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 all I all I care about. And please don't get embarrassed in that last game of the year.
2: I mean, if you lose, you whatever, lose. man.
1: Just whatever. don't get embarrassed. And I
2: don't even
3: want to hear. And I don't even want to hear about Joe. There's no there's no way an ACC team can make it. Let me have this moment, Rashawn. Scott Satterfield, I'm calling it out right now. I'm Calling yes. his shot, gentlemen. He's gonna make your your New Year's Eve, and New Year's Eve, that much more chaotic. Card Nation, we're playing in the Sugar Bowl. You heard it here first.
1: Oh, wow! Look at Joe Kelly well, calling the shot.
3: Boys. Man, that's a lot hey, of look, confidence. Man, y'all, I love it. you thought I was, you thought I was crazy when I said when I said uh, Louisville's not going to the tournament. I said Oscar was going to be the Player of the Year in December. Um I said the Celtics would beat the Bucks. I, I called the Warriors. Yeah. Coming out of the West. I'm on a hot streak, gentlemen. Better get on this gravy train now.
1: Hey, I love it. I w- I would be all for that. <laughs> I would be all for that. So, you know, hey, Joe Kelly, the, whatever magic juju you got going right now, um I will take it. You know what I'm saying? I I will take all of that, you know. So, if if we can make that happen, that would that would literally <laughs> make my like I'm just so tired like like you said Haven like I expect that there's a, a level of understanding to knowing that that Louisville loses in basketball to Kentucky a lot of the times but football has always been a point of pride for Louisville fans that we could you know be like at least we're gonna bust Kentucky to the to the white meat by five touchdowns <laughs> like and, and this last couple of years watching a wide receiver Run willy nilly all over Louisville, and Louisville is being hapless to do anything about Watching it. Watching
2: a quarterback run on your team, and you're just hapless doing anything about Watching it.
1: Watching Chattanooga football play a better game against UK than Louisville. Like, I can't keep doing yeah. this. Now, now, Louisville literally made Will Levis a guy who's now considered the f- number one quarterback to be taken in the NFL draft. All because of that Louisville game.
2: And all they shows are a holler him, like, juking out our linebacker. <laughs>
1: They're like, look at what he did against the ACC team. It's like, thanks. <laughs> our whole, his whole highlight package <laughs> is literally.
2: Run, like like dragging our dudes to the end zone. Like <sighs> literally guys like falling off him like he's Jim Brown.
1: I mean, it's ridiculous.
3: Man, and I thought they did it, it. What's so frustrating about watching Levis is you
2: think it's in slow motion.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's.
2: Throwback 70s runs like with Earl Campbell back in the day. It's he's ridiculous. He's like dragging dudes. <laughs>
1: I mean, come on, man. Just You got to be better. Like we talked about earlier, uh, we are going to be preempted by some high school sports. Uh, so pregame is going to be getting started here soon. Uh, so we're going to get out of here a little early today. Gentlemen, I definitely appreciate you guys. Appreciate you joining us this morning. Everybody get out and go see DJ. Wear your red. Be loud. Be proud. Don't let those blue bellies show us up. Uh, Haven, any parting shots?
2: Go Cards. Go Cogary.
1: There we go. Joe Kelly, I appreciate your time, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Hey, this is Wake Up 502. We out of here, people. Have a happy Saturday.